Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit ColonialPen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit ColonialPen.com. Yo, what's good, extended fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. <laughs> yeah. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I recommend a computer. We're professionals here. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Try to catch me slipping there. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Chip. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is a podcast. Young Kodak, then I want to see you winning. They want to see you in a penitentiary. I need a little man and I won't listen. I don't want to be the one you dissing. I don't know the rest. I don't know how. I, I'm mad I knew all of that. Brothers, brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Colored, we're happy singing and we're brothers. Brothers, we're happy singing and we're colored. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fresco. And it's your boy Flaw 700. And we are the podcast brothers, man. Back with another week's episode 88. Yes, sir. 88, man. You can follow your boy Fresco on Twitter at Fresco Ben Famous. That's Fresco B I N Famous. And on Instagram at Fresco Fame. Her- yeah, when it comes to Twitter and Instagram, I'm Flaw 700 on both of them things. You know what I mean? Follow me if you do, if you don't, whatever. Me. It is what it is. Um, live show next. Next week, next mother effing week. Believe it or not, it's sold out. And but you know, still, ah, I had to. It's people saying they're having trouble getting tickets, which is baffling to me because no one else had trouble getting tickets. I don't really care about that. <laughs> I put a few more tickets up on the site, so lady. Um, but we, you can get them off the podcast brothers website, which is thebrotherspod.com. The event link is right on the t- the ticket purchase link is right there as soon as you type in the, the web address. Also, for those who um, black people who don't purchase tickets on time, you can purchase <laughs> um, at the door, but it'll be a few more dollars extra. So you can still come through, kick it with your boys. We want to have a great time, man. We got it all lined up. Um, don't shortchange me, motherfucker. 
We're going to have a dope ass episode. And did we say 88? Yeah, that's a lot, son. It's 88, bro. So the last show will be 89. Yep. And then 100, what, by August? End of July? End of July, August. And the live show also marks our two years doing it. Not only that, it's officially June 1st. And it's Today, Gemini- yeah. And it's June Gemini season. Your boy's birthday is rolling up. Your boy Fresco hitting a big 3-2 on Thursday. You dig? So you come out Saturday to the live show. Sure, it's going to be a hell of an event, man. And just so y'all know, June Gemini's is a little different. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to the maze. But June is a little different. Yeah. You know, we different animals. I yeah. think y'all know that. Yeah. But we could definitely uh, get into our weeks, man. You want to go? I didn't even write my week down. I don't even remember what I did this week. Oh, I don't think I got a week. Oh, my goodness. Let me think. I think I'm going to tap out. I got week. no week for y'all. I don't know what uh, I did. I saw Deadpool 2. It was a pretty good movie. Not as good as the Avengers or Black Panther or anything like of that. Of course but, not. Uh, it was good for what it was. Um... Why are you talking like that? I do not know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um nah, uh saw Deadpool 2. Um I had a pretty extended weekend. Um I went to, I ended up going to Bradley Beach. I'm gonna go link up my man Snookies fam out at Bradley Beach. And it was a cool little uh, Memorial Day festival going on out there on Saturday, I believe it was. So it was out there briefly, but then we out there and then I'm looking in the sky, I'm like, whoa, these clouds looking kind of dark. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I said that, it was just a rumbling in the sky, like thunder. I said, yeah, yeah, execute. Heard you. We out. <laughs> Bounced the fuck up out of there, and the rest of the weekend was pretty rainy and chill. So um, I survived the work week. You know how sometimes you're at work and you just feel like, yo, I'm about to get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I felt, I be feeling That's like every that. day. Yeah, I, be, I, I it was, it's like time anxiety. Especially on a Friday. Today was really bad. Today was really fucking bad because my day started off mad shitty. I was very upset this morning. It's getting sweaty in the morning, like right after you take your shower before your day even starts. It's very annoying. Getting sweaty when you like still in the bathroom? Nah, I mean, go. I I catch the train to work, right? Because yeah. So I'm walk as I'm walking from the train to my job. It's humid as fuck outside. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, and I'm hot as I'm, 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 me just walking is creating more heat. Yeah. On top of the fucking thick ass air and, and humidity. So I'm literally like sweating bullets on my forehead. Like, I'm like, yo, it's not even nine o'clock in the morning. Like, <laughs> my back sweating and shit. I'm out of breath. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I'm mad as hell. Like, I ain't talked to nobody at work for like the first two hours. But, you know, normally, I would have left and went and got the fuck up out of there, but I worked through it. Um, I got some sound advice from someone on Twitter today. She told me to work through my feelings and not to let it consume my day. And that's just like what I did, and it worked out pretty good. Not to mention, I had a nice big blunt the second I got home from work. So, Could you have done that without the blunt? No. <laughs> not without killing somebody. No. Nah. No, absolutely not. So, but I actually did though. I got through the work day, which was all I really wanted to do. I just wanted to do my eight and skate. You dig? And that was, you know, it happened. So here we are now recording episode eighty-eight, getting ready to for the uh, for the big day next week. Swat. I do have a week. I do have a week. Right? I think you did have a week. Yeah, I did. Here I, right I, now. I, I did have a week. <laughs> I just didn't write it down. We was too busy uh, I brainstorming. I, think I did have a I week. I think I did have a week. I had my first therapy session. Oh. I had my first therapy session. How'd that go? It went stupendous. Ooh. 
But we're going to touch on that a little later. This vocabulary is getting there, bro. You see? I'm, hey, I'm trying, man. Boogaloo, stupendous. Yeah, all of that. I said a few other things, too. <laughs> the therapy session, is definitely, it definitely was needed. But we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. Um, we was able to, um, the family and I, we uh, tested the grill out for the first time. It went great. So we had our first little What'd cookout. You make? The, uh, we had burgers, hot dogs, uh, corn on the cob, chicken. It was just something light. Cause I really just wanted to test it. That sounds good as hell. But now that you I got really leftovers, that was that was last Memorial Day, son. Like you don't last Memorial Day. Yeah, it was Monday. You made it sound like it was like three years ago. But you don't want food from what's today Friday. You don't want food from four or five days ago. How hungry is a nigga? That's the you, real question. Yeah. How, <laughs> how hungry are you? How hungry are you? <laughs> so and so it turned out great. So now that grill gonna be in full effect. Probably like every every weekend, you like Sunday. Right I'm doing a tripping. podcast, my man. Unless you, unless you want some burnt dogs. Yeah, unless right. you want some burnt. What I else? I only want the grill dogs burnt though. Pause. I don't mess with hot dogs at all. I only, like, eat, I heard, I only eat grilled hot dogs. I've heard wonderful things about the burnt dogs. Give me a burger though. Girl, burnt hot dogs off the grill are fucking stupendous. I heard. If I may jack you for that vocabulary, I just did. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I think that that was it as far as, oh, I got my TV. You know, if y'all remember the TV that I said that I won't open to my birthday. His birthday is until the 16th, y'all. It's the first. And I opened it 16 days early. <laughs> Might as well. Fuck it. We grown. You get it now. We won't use it now. And she's beautiful. That is true. It is a beautiful film. We were saying her watching the Black Panther and the scene when he first fought in Baku for... for Massa! Massa! When they first fought, hmm. it looked like we was really about to fall off the edge of this motherfucking waterfall in here. Like, damn, this TV is beautiful. It Splish, must be velvet. Splash. It must be. What else? So, yeah, I got the TV. And let me tell you why I opened it. It came fresh off a truck. So if you get something delivered, you want to look at that TV to make sure that it's no damages. I don't want to open this TV June 16th and it's cracked. And I can't call nobody because the the 10-day warranty warranty is is up. And I'm fresh out of a TV that I got to pay for. So he was like, you know, you want to look at. So he was like, you want to look at the uh, TV to make sure it's good? I said, sure, why not? We cut open the box. We pull it out, pause. Yes. And it was out the box. So I said, you know what? Put it up. (laughs) Snap the legs on, running it down to the man cave. I'm down here rocking. Ask my fiance when the next time she'll see me, she won't be able to tell you. I'm down here trying to figure out this TV. It's gonna take me some time. So that was my week. If I if I got it right, I think I think that was my week. Yeah, yeah, very nice piece of tube vision. So, ladies and gentlemen, y'all know how I like to start the show off, man. Do my little platform segment, man. Turn it up a little bit. And we gonna clap for ABC's first African American woman president, Shannon Dungey. And I hope I said her name right. You want to know what she did? What the move do? What she, she pulled the plug on the Roseanne Bar Show. It's called the Roseanne Show. Mm-hmm. Roseanne attempt. Uh, she attempted a joke, and it definitely went wrong. It was a trash joke where she said Valerie Jarrett, who's the former top advisor of President Obama, and she said, and I quote, "Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby," basically calling Valerie Jarrett an ape. Yeah. It wasn't smart to do that to your new network boss. African American president can just show. Mm -hmm. Now, now, the 
big news about this, like, you know, the big thing about it was Roseanne was actually like the number one show on TV. So that took a lot of guts never to cancel a show with numbers so fast. Right. Like she had the numbers like that, that, ne- that, that network was doing numbers that it has not, I don't think ever seen or haven't seen in decades. The way they got rid of Oprah is the pure definition of here today, gone tomorrow. Oprah. It's Oprah shit. Nigga said, <laughs> Roseanne. <laughs> oh, Roseanne. you can catch that own deal goodbye. The We're not way, getting on TV. The way they got rid of Roseanne was the true definition of here today, gone tomorrow. That shit went like wildfire on her ass. Especially when you got the right people in charge. And I don't think, and I think that if it was anybody else, uh, but um, the African American president, I don't forgot her name, Miss Shannon Dungey. If it was anybody else of any, any color or anything, like, you know, Caucasian, you know, I don't think that she would have got the axe. I think an apology would have been good enough for, you know, people right. because she's already under fire from the president and everybody else um, on that side about, you know, oh, you can't take a joke. It was a joke. You know, got people feeling sorry for her, but it was trash. I, I didn't know she was a comedian. Like, I don't know. I've, I've never known. I know she's done stand up, Roseanne has, but that still don't make I've you like a comedian. I've never watched Roseanne. Ah, yeah. I, I don't really don't care. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm glad. Shit. Cool. So I'm glad that she's gone. So we're going to, uh, but you, you know. know what's crazy, though? It's like the kind of shit that don't, like, see how fast they got rid of Roseanne, but that, that, um, that lawyer who went on a racist rant on those Spanish people in that restaurant in New York, he's not going to get disbarred for that. I don't understand why it applies to some and not others. And that's why I'm clapping for Miss Shannon Dungey because she made the call. Whoever's in charge of his firm or whatever, you're not going to make that call. She George Bush the button on her ass. Mm-hmm. Push that button, why don't you? <laughs> now, on the flip side, you know, once again, you know, so we're going to clap for Every day Because she did one hell of a job But with that being said hey. There is a blackish episode About kneeling athletes That will never be aired Thanks to creative differences Between ABC and the show creator Is that a fair trade for everybody? It's like they kind of blackballed Blackish Because they didn't want to put that controversy episode out But they just got rid of Roseanne With the quickness are we good with that, or are we just like, nah, y'all still got to air that black? Was that decision made under the same presidential campaign? What it says is creative differences between, it didn't basically say names, but it's creative well, differences I mean, but she just became president at CBS, right? Uh, it's it's not CBS, it's ABC. It's ABC. ABC, excuse me. Uh, I don't got my notes up in front of me. I can't, I don't remember when she joined, but, uh, but, but it's, it's, I think that episode happened this season. Like I just, it just, it just got recorded a few months ago, and it was part of okay. this season. Uh, depending on when she got the job or not, that might have or might not have been a part of her choice or well, decision making. I'm not saying her personally. Right. Like I'm clapping for her. Now she might have looked at this, and it's other people on the board. Like they're giving her all the credit for canceling Roseanne. They're not putting nobody's name on the blackish show being taking off the air they're just saying creative differences between the creator and the network mm-hmm. so it's kind of like when you look at the roseanne situation they'll tell you who, who who pulled the plug on that but they won't tell you who actually pulled the plug on that pacific episode i mean that's a real 
I, I, I mean, I fail to understand. No, I don't fail to understand. I understand perfectly well. But although it shouldn't be as controversial as it is, kneeling for the national anthem on a, during the football game has become a really tender thing in America amongst millions of countless other things as well. So I can see how a network might be iffy about releasing that imagery, you know what I'm saying, on, on their network. Mm. I, I can see why they were like, wait a minute now, hold up, hold up. Y'all might be, because these people out here is real about this shit, you know. Even though, you know, it's an episode that might, especially on a creator's perspective, on a creator, it's an episode, it art imitates life, so, and that's a real thing. So that would have been a great episode to have aired, especially by the family that they got played on, on Blackish. But I can absolutely understand the network, you know what I'm saying, pumping the brakes a little bit. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm 100% comfortable with that. We can take this personal. Like, we can take what the NFL is doing personal, and we can take what ABC did personal. At the same time, I also still think this. We need to actually understand that it's all about the dollar-dollar bill. Dollar-dollar bill, y'all. And it's, it's bad. as it like, it like, it hurts me to say this, but I don't think that they're looking at race by doing it. I just think they're yeah. looking. I, I think they're well, not not us in a negative way. Right? Yeah, they're I, looking I think at they're the looking money. at it as our audience gonna won't, fuck won't, with this. won't like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when the NFL says, you know, we got a new protocol where you know if you're on the field, you need to stand or stand in the back, especially protecting their dollar. And I think that ABC uh-huh. is protecting their dollar because, <laughs> believe it or not, Blackish probably has a huge white audience. Mm-hmm. You know, a huge fan base, and if they see that, oh, this is how successful black people live. Oh, this is cool. And and at the end of the day, we're always going to be the ungrateful bunch because right. it's like they gave us something, like they gave us blackish, wow. they gave us opportunity. You guys are saying you don't get and TV shows say, on mainstream networks. You got blackish. What else do you want? Yeah, <laughs> like I'm surprised blackish is on. Like they actually really talk about some black issues. Now I've right. never watched the show, but I've heard great things about blackish, and they talk about issues that need to be addressed. True. So when it came down. To this kneeling, yeah. When it came down to kneeling, though, they put the pause. Like they could have had an episode about um a kid getting shot down. They might have let that rock, but it's something about kneeling (laughs) that really rattles the United States of America. And it's crazy too because I I I can't remember who I was speaking with that brought this up to me, but it was like it's crazy because kneeling has always been seen as a sign of respect, like. Since when did kneeling become something like, hey, how, how, dare, how, how dare you dare kneel you show kneel. respect? I thought kneeling, like, like hey, you, you know when somebody... You to honor the king, you know what I'm saying, in countries and shit like remember that, you kneel to the United, like... You remember when Skeletor was begging He-Man to kneel? No, I'm not You never seen Masters of the Universe? Bro. Kneel! Is that the first thing you thought about? Kneel! <laughs> That's the very first thing you thought about with kneeling? <laughs> Yo, you kill me. You only three years younger than me. You swear you don't know. I don't remember. Bro, we used to watch Masters of the Universe. I remember watching He-Man, but I don't remember what the fuck happened with Basically, He-Man. kneeling shows respect to the, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I just, I just that's basically that. what I was saying, man. <laughs> All right, man. So we off that. Matter of fact. That was mad extreme, yo. Why'd you have to go so far back? Like <laughs> Last week, you told me to show emotion and act. Now I do it. Now I'm extreme. I didn't say anything about That's how he was coming. I'm just confused as to why it was He-Man first. That's like so far. That's the only movie I can think of. That was kneeling in Game of Thrones. You just watched that. But no, 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 no. Well, I brought up He-Man because that was the one movie where the person was trying to force somebody to kneel. He Uh, wouldn't do it. So I was just flipping it. All right. I got it. He's like, you better kneel to me to pay respect. 
when we're saying is kneeling is that like gotcha yeah it's definitely paying respect speaking of game of thrones i'm definitely in the halfway reading the book it's so fucking awesome it's great but go ahead anyway even though is it more to it based on is it more it's, to it than the show it's, 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 it's different from the show it's exactly like the show but it's so like how the hell are you enjoying it if you I, already watched it as, was i in the middle of a sentence or okay, did keep, you cut me go off go ahead keep going <laughs> it's like 10 times more detailed and it's actually some scenes they edited for the show that it didn't happen exactly like the book. But for the most part, it's like 85% exactly like the show you see on TV. Is the wording in it yep. like the way they talk? Yep. I can't read that. I'm not reading yep. that. Get the A, cheerio. You don't have to read in that accent, but. If you're reading it, how can you your, not read it in the accent if that's the word? It's your voice, so you don't have to use that accent. You can just Bruh, read the word. No, 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 no. If you know the way they nah, talk, but the, you're going to read it. The way that no, they portray it in the show. Nah, but it's, you're so focused on making sure you read the sentence so that you understand it. You're not going to further complicate it by trying to put a fucking accent in your head. I don't know. You're just going to read it in your voice because you can't. It's, it's, it's no way, bro. That book is 672 pages long. There's no way you're going to read that fucking whole book and no goddamn accent in your head. It's no way. And yes, you can. No, you're not. Yes, you can. No, you're not. I'm telling right. you. I'm telling you. Right. I don't. I don't. Okay. You know what? Let me say this. From my perspective. When I read this book, I do not use no fucking accent. I don't really believe that. And I actually think of the show and the part of the show, you know what I'm saying, that the uh, book portrayed when I'm on that part, I still don't, I don't use it. I read the book. I think about what they might be doing at that moment or where they might be seated based on how it's detailed in the book, but I still use my own voice because it's me that's reading it. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Anyway. Yeah, Nilling, Nilling, it's it's crazy how how big of a deal that shit has turned. But I mean, I can absolutely understand, and I, and it's kind of cool that the director or the creator didn't blow it up to make it seem like a bad thing. Like, hey man, they, they're blocking me from you know what I'm saying from pushing my art. Like he had to understand where the network was coming from as well. So that's cool. All right, man. So we all for that, and I want to get down to the get down. Pusha T versus Drake. Ugh. Last week, we told you mofos to leave Drake alone. Now, you motherfuckers better leave Pusha Terrence alone. That, wait, wait, wait. His name, he, wait, wait. I never knew it was Pusha Terrence. His name is Terrence. I know his name is Terrence, but I didn't know his name was Pusha Terrence. What'd you think? What? I didn't know. It, I didn't, I didn't put them two together. <laughs> Out your mouth, you just said, wait, wait, I knew his name was Terrence. But I didn't know it was the Pusha Terrence. Why wouldn't I, it, I, I never put those two words together. Why wouldn't like, the T stand for his name? No. Because Pusha T is just fire. Like, have you ever asked yourself what does Ice T mean? I have actually. I just never cared to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought of what a T means. So that's I just went with Ice T, J, uh, uh, Juicy J. I don't know what the J means. I've never cared about what the initial meant. You might so want to look into stuff like that just for you know fun fact purposes. What does Juicy J mean, you know? I have no idea. I never thought to care. But All I, right, so I, why? I so why, Okay, so you see where I'm at, though? Who was we talking about again with the initial? Pusha T. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, why well, he hot right now? There's just shit floating around. So. This nigga name is Pusha Terrence. I didn't know. Ugh. Pusha Terrence. So let me give y'all a little timeline real quick, man. Catch up to speed. First off, whether y'all know it or not, Pusha Terrence and Young Money... Cash money have been beefing for over 10 years. Yeah, it's been a while. It started with the, uh, what's that clothing line? Bape, Bape and Apes? Bapes. 
face. Said Lil Wayne stole a style for dressing and shit. Well, nah, he said he never actually, actually, nah, go ahead, go ahead. I don't really know because I didn't take down them notes. I didn't really want to go through a whole 10 years. But actually, Wayne, Baby, and Clips have been going at it for 10 years, which which kind of upsets me because what happened to that boy is a classic. Yes, that's hot. And we'll never see that performed ever again so stunning patty cake the bird man push up bird man daddy lead them things in the bushes big look the wide yeah that thing fire loose lips the wide pussy lips but mommy a wide beans with wide skinny lips she takes my flight she holds my weight why don't police state that from state to state ain't nothing to a baller baby yo bird man got a flow he trash but he got a flow so, yeah, so you'll never see that song be uh, performed live. But at the end of the day, let's go down to it. On May 25th, Pusha T released his latest album, Daytona, which many are calling a classic, with the song Infrared on it. Drake released Doopy Freestyle. Doopy Freestyle. Duppy. Duppy Freestyle. The same exact day. And we like, whoop. He just killed this dude on his release day. Yeah. And hitting with the, the what is it, Duppy? Duppy Freestyle. Duppy Freestyle. On May 29th, and keep it in mind, people, we live in that microwave era where you got 24 hours to respond, which I think is dumb. I think it's, it's dumb. dumb. Take your time, man. Uh, May 29th, Pusha T fired back with the uh, Adion freestyle. I took a poll on Twitter, and I asked, and on Facebook, who do you guys got winning? So before I get to those results, I'm about to have a little conversation with bro. Did you think Pusha T would come back like this? No, <laughs> I knew he could rap. I knew he could rap, but I was I wasn't sure of, of how he was would be able to chink his armor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could say some shit, but you got to say some shit that's gonna hold some weight. That's like gonna make you look funny in the light. That's, just, that's exactly what he did. You look at picture though. First of all, the the album uh, was well, not the album cover, but the uh, picture that he used for the dish record, the blackface image of Drake. You know that that was that's a stab in itself. Although I, you know, although I would go a little bit and say it was slightly overrated, but that's just me. But the, the picture of the song, the picture, okay. Um, you know, but I, I get the shock value of it was a hundred percent on point. Like he, everything he did, and the content of the disc was like, damn, that on top of the image and the shit you saying, and he was talking greasy like. How dare you put yay in my verses? I'm selfish. I want, want all, all the, the curses. curses. Like, like, yeah, nigga, like, no, it's me, nigga. Like, don't involve nobody else. This shit is me and you. Fuck all that other shit. But that shit was, that shit was hard. He was so disrespectful. That's a fact. He was so disrespectful. I definitely didn't think. I knew he would, just not, just, just not like that. Because I think he's got a lot of diss records going at Wayne and Drake. Right. He never had that freestyle where everybody was like, whoa. Cause he got songs that only like the the bar head to catch. Right. Like you got to be a certain type of dude to listen to Pusha Terrence. Well, now he stepped into a, he stepped into a ring with Drake, so that brings on in a, in a social media era. So but Pusha Pusha T ain't really been on like relevant social media wise and 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 gossip such as this. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all coming like full circle with all the attention that Drake gets. On top of just the social media heads who want to be involved with the meme wars, it's just bringing mad attention his way. That I don't really think he. I get that, but, but what I'm saying is, he the type that'll make a four to five minute disc record. I don't think that that was needed. Right. He did the right thing with a two minute freestyle. That's what I was saying. Just, he yeah. did. His response was done the right way. Yeah. And 
So I give him that. I give him that. And I mean, that uh, Adion freestyle was fire. I just want proof. That's it. I just want proof. But now, do we think, should Drake respond to that? Because I still think that the Doobie freestyle is fire. It was I, definitely fire. I think they should just go at I just let them two freestyles go at it. But do you think, should Drake respond? He, I think he should respond, but not right away. I don't think he's. I don't just, think you need to. I don't think he's just responding respond because some people think still think his his freestyle is better. It's just Pusha hit last. I I think his freestyle was better. Mm. I think his freestyle was better. Pusha T was just like way more disrespectful, and also like without the proof. All I saw was a couple of pictures of them hanging out. I need like actual proof. Of who hanging out? What do you mean? Of uh, Drake and the uh, the porn star joint. They That's said they said it's official. Play. They stay cool. he put out he Drake has put out a few statements, one about blackface and other about the child being taken care of. Really? Yeah, he's he's put out a statement. He's put out two statements, and that's why people are saying I didn't see the second one. I just saw T, the first one. They saying push your T got him looking funny in the light. They said, like, who, who why are you putting out statements? He shouldn't have said nothing, but they said that the child is being taken care of. And they said that A so you didn't see the uh the status where I think it's A ASAP. ASAP Rocky, mm. Amin Shumpert, and a few other guys. She didn't know who the dad was. Mm. And they said that uh, ASAP told Pusha T about it. Because they all thought they was the dad, but it turns out it was Drake. Oh, that just sound regular as hell to me. <laughs> yeah, so if y'all don't know, if y'all don't hey. know how Pusha Terrence got the information, it came from one of the alleged baby daddies. Just, but then just, if, the, if the baby is taken care of, then he wasn't like... He's not hiding a baby. It's just not a public thing. Yeah, but I don't think... I think that's a big diss, but I think the other diss is destroying his rollout. Like, that was his big thing. That was his big Adidas oh, brand right. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like, you just... You ruined it! You ruined it! <laughs> it was kind of like I one think, of those situations. I think, I think he ruined the presentation, but not the impact of what the, the press room might do. Because they can always recreate it. And then I think... Because well, Drake is big enough to recreate and still pick up that same head of steam that he would have had if this not would have been said. Well, So I don't really think that much damage was done in that regard. We got to see. Because I've never seen Drake this quiet during this time. Like, normally we see him smiling, laughing at the competition. And we and why this is going on, we like, yo, why didn't Meek find these uh, memes? Well, not memes, but pictures. He was too busy torn and on opioids. I get it. But just mm-hmm. all of this was here, and he just didn't use it. Now, Pusha T is using it. So, now, another question I got about this is, Drake has been known to be the ladies' man. But do you think that this hurts his reputation that allegedly he got a porn star pregnant? And she's not even, like, I'm not judging her. But when you're Drake. I'm definitely judging him. Right. That's what I'm saying. When you're Drake and you're known to be this guy to have all these women, you get this pregnant? I mean, once again, I'm not knocking her, but, but when you hold time, yourself up to a high standard, I mean, at the same time, you never seen Drake with nothing that made you go, woo. Like he had a bunch of joints with badass bodies, but not, nobody, maybe what Serena Williams was maybe the top one. She wasn't getting pregnant by that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't, she ain't, nah, nigga, she ain't, nah, she ain't the one of them. Serena, Rihanna? Nah, different time. I, I mean, I don't, nah. I'm just saying that the, the women that you know of, you like just the ones you know of. Niggas, everybody knows it's always the ones under the tuck. Those are the ones that you want to make public, but you still got the ones that you call on the. I get that, but that's what I'm day. saying. When you're Drake, are you surprised that he has a rainy day, bro? Like, no. why, like, why aren't they all 
Shazam. I mean, maybe she got good box. Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> Just because she ugly, don't mean she don't know what she do. <laughs> I'm uh, not. I'm <laughs> not shaming sex workers. I'm not doing none of the above. But what I'm saying to you is, if somebody holds themselves at a high regard in the public, but then they come out and say, "Hey, well, my baby mom is a such and such," you gonna look at them a little funny in the light. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I, mean, I think everybody, every nobody's nobody's brand new penny shiny man. I know. So don't, but don't, but don't present yourself to be that. That's what I'm saying. If you present yourself to be what that, you mean. All Drake raps about is women. So in your head, you thinking Drake got it, but when you see what it really is, you're like, God damn, maybe Drake had, maybe he had an off night, like he had an off game. Yeah, but that don't negate none of the other stuff that actually happens either, bro. Everybody, everybody, everybody's tricks. I think, I think you're missing the point. I'm just saying you got that one for it. Like he could have smashed the porn star he want to, but that's the one you got had a baby by. Like out of all the women, like that's a raw deal though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's right there for a guy who, like, listen, you do not have to parade your child around if you don't want your child. If you don't want the the media to know that you have a child, that's okay. Like the way they used to had she would have been his girlfriend, but I, you know, that would have made it better. Yeah, like the way they used to groom R and B artists, even rappers, is they would always tell them, even though you got a girl, you married, pretend like you don't, right? right. Because it just it's gonna fuck up. It becomes the yeah, right. So if Drake did not want to tell nobody, he didn't have a child. He didn't have to. So I don't, I don't, I can never say he was hiding the child. If the child's taken care of, it is what it is. I just think. Push your Terrence to that one hell of a job exploiting, uh, it. exploiting it and messing yeah, up the rollout. Absolutely. Now let's get to the disrespect. Was it too disrespectful? It's no such thing in battle rap, man. So Pusha T, I just seen an article. I just seen a clip from Joel Santana. He said Pusha T crossed the line. You crossed the line when you lost the bottom right half of your mouth. Mm. <laughs> when you <laughs> lost, what's that, like uh, 10 teeth? When I, you lost one, two, three, I don't four, know. five, six, you lost about eight Why, teeth. What was his reason? <sighs> Too busy in the studio cooking up that coke crack. I don't know. What you mean? No, no, no. What's his reason for saying push your teeth went too far? Oh, my bad. I was. <laughs> what's <laughs> his, I don't know. He just said he crossed the line. So I assume he crossed the line bringing a child into it. I believe bringing uh, talking about somebody's kid's mother and a child. Even though Drake mentioned his fiance's full name, like I like. Right. So was either. So was either. So how do you feel about when Drake did it though? Was he disres- Was he too disrespectful first? I don't think he was disrespectful, but you just don't drop certain certain stuff, certain names you don't say. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You brought that whole man's fiance. I didn't know her, his fiance's name. Nobody knew that. about that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yo, you're going to put my, my girl on the song? As a man, I'm automatically offended. Like, you could have said, you could have gave her a compliment, and I'm still like, nigga, what? You put my girl name on the song? What the fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. So, yeah, you got you to gotta address that. And he didn't. He said, keep playing with me. I'm going to let it ring on you like Virginia Williams. So it wasn't like a, a disrespectful thing to her, but you shouldn't you shouldn't have said her name. So now push your teeth, push your teeth. Probably felt at that point. Oh, oh, oh! You brought up my joke. Okay, okay. I know all about this little dusty ass porn star. You knocked up. About to bring up all that shit. Fuck it. Right. Push might can have, of worms. You opened the can of worms. Push might have not went that direction had he not went first, regardless of how how tiny or minor or major you thought it was. This is also the first time you've seen Drake on the defense. Like, wait a minute. You actually had you a nigga actually saying some shit that's, you know, making you look awfully strange. So this is some things that you need to speak up about. So on the topic of disrespect, I went and dug up four 
of the craziest, most disrespectful um, raps that I could think Ooh. of. And I want to ask Ooh, you, kill him. Ooh, kill him. which one was the most disrespectful? Okay. You're going to name the artist, then the line, or say the line, then the artist? I'll say the artist and the name. Right. I mean, I'll say the artist and the lines. Troy Aff, he was dissing badass. When he said, don't get suicidal like your friend. Here's a casket, steez burning in hell, my burners in my belt. I'm really killing shit. You niggas killing yourself. God Fucking damn. weirdos off the roof. Stare clear, clear yo. yo. I'm the this nigga can't this nigga trying to fly. He think he a superhero, splat man. Fuck you and that man. For those that damn. don't know, uh badass uh friend Steve's committed suicide. Uh so Jeez. on to the next. Cameron, hate me now, freestyle. Take your daughter, R. Kelly, have my way with her face. Mm. For those who don't know, mm. R. Kelly, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Cameron was dissing Nas, Nas and yeah. talking about his daughter, which was underage at the time. Mm. Who is this? Tupac, hit him up. Oh, you knew that was coming. Don't one of you niggas got sick of cell or something? You, you fuck, fuck around with me, me nigga. nigga. You fuck, fuck around, around and catch, catch a seizure, seizure or a heart attack. Heart attack or something. That wasn't even a bar. <laughs> but that was Tupac coming at Prodigy talking about his sicker cell. R.I.P. Prodigy. R.I.P. Prodigy and Tupac. And Tupac, yes. Sorry. Jay-Z, super ugly. I came in your Bentley back seat. Skeeted in your Jeep. Left condoms on the baby seat. Which one is the most disrespectful? They're all very disrespectful. They're all very disrespectful. Um, damn, man. I'm going to have to say, can I put them in order? Can I rank them in order from? You can rank them. I just asked you to pick I one, but nah, you can rank them. I'm going to go with, I'm going to say the, uh, fuck, yo. I came in your back seat, skidded in your Jeep. He was a nigga, was bit, baby he was in a nigga Bentley, son. <laughs> he was a nigga Bentley fucking his baby mom, nothing on the baby seat. That's a trifecta. Oh, that's a trifecta ass whooping. I got it. <laughs> like, uh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck between the super ugly. I'm going to have to go with uh, Troy Ave. Yeah, I, I was going to say Troy Ave is OD. Troy Ave is OD disrespectful. I think he intended to be as disrespectful right. as possible. I think after reading it, like, I wish I wouldn't have selected that because I think that's, like, unanimous. Like, that's not even a diss record. Yeah. Like, somebody's friend just committed suicide and he make a diss record about it. Like, ah. So let's take Troy F out because, like I said, after reading that's, it, I'm, I'm thinking like, that's right, extreme. That's a no brainer. That's something that even after you say sorry about, I can never. You like, can't. Yeah. Nah, it's like still fuck you. After. You'd have to say sorry. I'd accept and still like go to grudge, even though like right. I, you say for public else. for public appearance, I'll make peace with somebody. Like, you know yeah, I, mean? I shake hand, but you say one more motherfucking thing, stupid. Actually, nah, nah. So nah, still coming back from that, dog. Erase the Troy F part. What about the other three? Without the Troy Ave, I'm gonna have to go with um, Super Ugly Jay Z. Mm. Yeah, damn, Nas got it bad though. Not only did Jay Z had sex in your Bentley seat, skid it in your Jeep. Well, like, first off, condoms on the baby. I think I think her and Nas, even though Nas was out there doing his thing in the streets, I think her and Nas were still kind of together. So not only was Jay Z smashing your girl, your kid's mother, he was in your Bentley and he nutted on the baby seat. I'm think I think I'm going to uh, Cameron though. I got to go Cameron because my daughter wasn't dead. Like you said those things, and what and what my my baby mom gonna do? She gonna do. You understand? And who knows if Jay Z was really in the Bentley? That just might be. It sounds good. So that's telling me that 
Carmen was driving the Bentley, which means y'all were still together or whatever. I don't know. Right. But for you to have your way with my daughter at a young age, and there was a line that I couldn't find where Cameron was disrespecting Nas's mother and she just had passed. What? Yeah. Wow. Cam had to apologize for that because he didn't, nobody knew Nas' mother passed. Wow. And, you know, and he had some disrespectful things to say about Nas' mother. So I'm going with Cameron. And I don't think that Pusha Terrence and Drake has reached no any of these levels. No, 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 no. I don't Absolutely think not. Nah, no bar that I spit. No. Well, I my thing. I say what I said that about Jay because it's it could be true. Like he was smashing his baby mom. That's the thing. It could be true. It like we all know that Cam. We all know Cam not taking it. Didn't do it. Right. But the, the thought, the of, thought it, of it is very disrespectful. But he actually probably Jay Z really on, probably he probably skeeting on that baby seat. A few drip drops got on the baby seat. Come on, man. Because she was like, "Ew, get that out of my face." Turn to the side, all he over the seat. He probably picked the baby up out of the seat a few times. In the you know, nigga like, Bentley, dog. In the Bentley, yeah. <laughs> I ain't know car seats went in Bentleys, to be honest with you, but I guess they go everywhere. So, who do we have winning? That's the one thing that we haven't talked about. That's who crazy. do we have winning? Who you got winning this battle, man? Push your Terrence or Drake? At this point, it's a toss up. I think, I think, I think, uh, Push your T is slightly ahead, but I'm definitely not counting Drake out. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking when he released that I'm Upset song, though. He could have left that where it was Definitely at. at the wrong time. Yeah, he could have left that where he was at. Maybe he was planning on releasing that anyway before. But yeah, but I, you got to check the temperature. Like, he's known yeah, for being calculated and smart. Yeah, that was, that was neither. Yeah. And I had, and, and you know, and if you, were, if you were to release anything right now other than the album that you're promoting that's about to come out, it should have been in regards to the disc. You know what I'm saying? Not just the single. Like, it's not, it wasn't really the right climate for you to drop a single. Yeah. Even though maybe, even though maybe you need it for for spins or whatever, I'm a, I wonder how much, how much I wonder how many streams that shit still got any, anyway. You know what, what I'm saying? That I'm upset song. Oh, it's still gonna do his numbers when Drake's album drop. He's still gonna, he's already gonna be like triple platinum because of all the singles. It's still going. Like his fan base is not ours. No, there's people out there right now that love that I'm upset record. But I'm gonna go with Pusha T winning, even though I like Drake's songs, Drake's song better. You know what I mean? Pusha T was cool. I love the Pusha T freestyle. Don't get me wrong. Meat Pie called that nigga. He dropped it like, yo, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> he had to. Like, like <laughs> yo, <laughs> who gave you this information? Why they ain't slide it to me? If, if shit get hot, tag me in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with Pusha T, even though I like Drake's joint. It's just Pusha T struck last. And, like, Pusha T don't need to do nothing. Like, the ball's in Drake's hand. I think everybody's looking for Drake. And Pusha T is winning because the same thing that, Drake did with Meek Mill is now happening to Drake with all the memes. Like if it wasn't for LeBron James and J.R. Smith, LeBron James, the the Drake memes would still be going on. And even there's a meme out right now with LeBron holding his hand out with the baby and right. Drake and he turning and it Drake away. Turning yeah. away. <laughs> so Drake is getting killed at his own game that he created. Everybody a, gets gotten a meme, yo. I took a uh, poll on Twitter. Uh, who's winning the battle? Between Pusha T and Drake. Drum roll, please. 58% got Pusha T. See, that's how I feel about it. Slightly ahead. Yeah. I got him slightly ahead. I told ahead. Drake dropped something. It better be fire. Pretty sure. I mean, the thing about life is that, man, if you know something about somebody, man, nine times out of ten, they know something about you, too. Yeah. And these niggas got access to figure out information. So who knows what the fuck can be undiscovered undisco- un- uh, during this shit. To keep it on, like, with the Drake Pusha Terrence thing, Nicki Minaj comes out of nowhere 
and actually takes up for Drake. And she says something in the range of, first off, Drake writes for others as well, a.k.a. her, a.k.a. Wayne. Let's keep it a book. I've heard plenty of people say that that she will record. That she will? Yeah. yeah that's, that was the Drake record. But it said, these days, Wayne is so far out of his mind. You can't, like, you're not going to get the Carter to Wayne. Mm-hmm. Or what's that song? What's that album? Got money that away. Carter three. You, Carter you're three? not going to get Carter three. Carter two. You're not going to get Carter one. Carter two. Carter three. Wayne. Whatever Wayne you get now is going to be so dusted and still skilled. But he Drake has to help him pin because he can't do it anymore. Nicki Minaj has been known to get help. So when Nicki comes to Drake's defense and says, "Well, Drake writes for others," and she says some other things as well. Nah, man. Cool. She, what was you gonna say? Go ahead. Also, Kim Kardashian was on Twitter taking up for Kanye West regarding Kanye West and Ryan Fest nonprofit organization, the Donda House Foundation. I think I'm saying her name correctly. Which one was more in the right for taking up for their men? Nicki Minaj or Kim Kardashian? As much as it pains me to give this answer, I have to go with Kim Kardashian in this instance. Kanye's mm. her Kanye's her husband. So like that's the, even though she don't know what the hell she's talking about, nobody, never stepped foot in the hood of Chicago. And, and even though nobody exactly gives a fuck what she's talking about, like she's coming to the defense of her husband, so that's commendable for that aspect. Now, when you actually get into the details, what she's talking about, <laughs> now she 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 was right, but right. what she was saying was that's, great. A trash. That's speculative, right there. You can <laughs> you can do what you want with that information, but for 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 Nikki to speak, she's corny, yo. Mm. Now this is the same exact scenario that Meek was in. Your man, your your public boyfriend, was in the same situation. You stayed out of it. You didn't come to his aid. Don't know what you're talking behind closed doors, but publicly you were a fucking ghost. And now this exact same situation is happening. You just not wet push your tea, and you speak up about it. I felt like she should have kept the mouth out of this. Kept the mouth quiet about this too. Speak for what? Why speak? You you thought we forgot about you not speaking up on Meek's behalf when that shit was going on? You ain't speak up for him with the rap beef. You ain't speak up for him with his with his uh his court hearings. Yeah. What the fuck? And you just turn around and you give all that to Drake. That made me think you was probably fucking the nigga. That's what that shit seems like. That's I'm gonna go like. the opposite way. I you didn't expect Nicki Minaj to say anything about Meek Mill and Drake. One's a label mate and one's her man. Stay out of it. Fuck label mate. That's like a coworker. It's fan, but that's who she make her bread with. And once again, Drake writes her songs, some of them. So I can't this Drake. He breads he he butters the bread. She can't eat. Nah, go ahead. I'm listening. I can't this Drake. He's the hottest dude on our label, and he helps us all. I can't this my man because he's my man. Kim Kardashian looks ridiculous talking about some. I'm going to take over Donda's house and have my kids run it. Uh, she looks stupid talking about some, oh, Ron Fest, you got on fake Yeezys. Mm-hmm. Like, you look dumb on all aspects. And then you're making it so that when somebody disrespects you, now Kanye got to come defend you and probably get himself hurt. Because you out there talking to a grown man who might not really appreciate you talking to him like that. He he he, he answered her in a nice way. But what if he didn't? Now, maybe she knew, maybe she know who buttons the push because she pushed his. Never seen her do this. No matter who kills him on Twitter, she doesn't say nothing. But now you want to come at yeah, Ron she, she She came. She said, uh, I can't remember who, but she's 
mentioned some shit. I'm not sure if it was a person or like a fucking blog post, some shit. I don't know, but I, I don't think she ever tried to check nobody individually. Maybe I don't know. I don't. I can't speak to that. Maybe she has. Maybe she hasn't. Don't give a fuck about it that much. <laughs> and know. then at this point in Nikki's career, she needs the buzz. She needs the backing. She needs Drake on her side. She had to. Excuse me. She said her album was coming out June 15th. Now it's not. It's coming out like in August or October. So she needs to be in this on Drake's side. Like she, man, I guess I'm looking at because that whole situation I've always looked at from Meek's perspective. So I would be like, nah, bitch, you corny as hell. Like once I heard, if I'm Meek and I heard her speak up, like bitch, you super corny. Like, yeah, <laughs> you corny as hell. This bitch, y'all, y'all hear what this bitch said? Now, now she want to say something about the fuck. He had beat. to say that. You know, what oh, saying? now, 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 this, say now this bitch want to say something about the beat. Get the fuck out of here, man. That's why I fucked you with Bell. Some shit that's what niggas, <laughs> some niggas do. Mm-hmm. But nah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I been thought she was. I always thought she was corny, man. I've never been a Nicki fan, so right. whatever. Whatever, I think of success, it sucks too much stress. I sucks, I blew up quick because friends I grew up with see me as a premium and nah, but my nuts bit. That's Jay Z. Yeah, speaking of Jay Z, Jay Z alleged son takes him to federal court over DNA tests. Mm. Ramir, I can't say his last name, so I won't. Who's twenty four years old? And he claims that he doesn't want any of the Carter fortune, just acknowledgement of his status as his son. This was never, quote, this is what he said. This is never about money for me. Uh, Ramirez told the son, my whole thing is just to see who my father was. And honestly, I got my own money. I work two jobs. I take care of my own business. The two jobs got me. If my dad's a damn billionaire. I'm not working two jobs, bro. But I'm not what working. are we doing about this? I'm not working no jobs, bitch. You better come out the fucking pockets. <laughs> you better come empty. The, nigga, what? What? Man, fuck that. I get it, the whole pride of a man thing. Not a year, but uh, swallow that pride <laughs> and get you a juicy check and then go be powerful and private. There's no way. It's no way my dad's Jay-Z and I'm like, yo, I don't want no money. Right, that too. And number one, I'm I'm, I'm getting some paper because you owe my mom some. Like, my mom been raising me on her own, probably through the government, through through the system, still in the projects. I don't know their life. He says he has his own business. But how about your business get a little boost? Yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have to be working two jobs. But here's what I'm saying. If somebody, whether it be a father or anybody, did not want... did not want to be a part of your life. Would you still want that answer? Is this my dad? Or would you be like, I don't care if I don't know. Yeah. Cause you always going to have that question. It's better to know than to dismiss the thought. Cause you, you can't get rid of that thought. So you'll go the same route. He's going like, I don't want that from you. Not saying, well, you do want something, but no, 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 no. Fuck that. I would not go the same route. He's going, I want to know if you, my pops, and I also want you to compensate for missing out on all these goddamn years. 18 years, and I'm 24, and you owe a little something, something with the college probably. No happy birthday. None no of that. Christmas, no Christmas. No motherfucking, no teach me how to ride the bike, none of that shit. And you out here making millions, but I see you doing that shit with your other kids. Like, That's crazy, like, right? Because uh, imagine you being 24. I'm thinking about Beyonce right now. Like Beyonce's still young. She's probably like a, a few years older than us. She's still in her thirties. How 30s. old is she? I really don't know. We've never known how old Beyonce is. Like she's been thirty something forever. Beyonce, the Beehive going to hit us with all different answers. We showing be loved though, so don't come for us. Jay Z's damn near fifty, and that's that's grandparent status these days. And you can't tell me he ain't had no kid when he was ripping and running. Well, he wasn't doing his thing when he was ripping and running. It could have ended up on some shit. But like look Drake. at it from be- right. Look at it from Beyonce's standpoint, though. A twenty-four. Like, what if this is Jay's son and he has a twenty-four-year-old son who more than likely probably going to have kids sometime? 
Mm-hmm. Beyonce's a grandmother. You yeah. see the picture I'm painting? <laughs> yeah. Beyonce's a grandmother. With, with with children, I think Blue was like five? Seven, some shit like that. Oh, seven proudly. So Blue's not in the running of having children in no time, like no time soon. Oh, the heir to the Carter Empire is at risk. Then she cookie lying at this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is a live Empire episode. Lucius lying that moved Lucius. on. <laughs> Lucius lying that moved on with his life. Here come cookie. You know, I help you build this. Right, right. Damn. I yo. mean, it's 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 fucked up dynamic. I think I think um it's like that in the book I'm reading too with Game of Thrones with uh John well, John Snow and Caitlin uh Caitlin Stark. Yeah, how she believes John's the bastard, and she don't, and she treats John like he is the bastard child, like it's his fault that his father, you know, what I'm saying, went off and did his thing with another woman, and he was born because of it. It's the same. I, I I hate I hate when people punish the kids. Like it's not the kids' fault. You gonna punish the kid, but you still loving the man that made this shit happen. Like that shit don't make no sense to me. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah, but you love him, but you hate the kid. No, he don't get nothing. Get out of here. You were an old mistake a long time ago. You're not a part. You're not one of us. Uh, I, I'm, I'm more of one in him than you are. Like, like that. That has to be. That has to be acknowledged. That has to be recognized. Like, it's just to set shit right. It ain't no way you can tell me about family and legacy and all these fucking rap songs, mm. but you sitting here disowning one of your own and not. Like that shit that don't work. Yo. So if Jay has been it running for his responsibility, how are we looking at four four four? Oh man. Hey, oh man. <laughs> oh man. If Jay is sitting here running from his responsibility. That kinda changes the whole shit. It kinda now who else looking funny in the light? Mm. There's a lot of exposing happening, man. This shit crazy. Mm. I don't I mean, I honestly hope I wouldn't take hold for that kind of dude based on how he speaks on family and legacy, how important it is. But you know, even if it's not a part of the plan, it's still a part of the legacy. So that's why you. That's why you kind of like you hate to know these people personally because it's always good to take a message from them. But when you actually try to get to know them as people, you realize how fucked up they Nigga, are. You just like me. You, you just, just like me. You just somebody uh, uh, schooled you to the game, and now you know how to talk a good game. But in reality, right. if you was in my shoes, you'd be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, we out here taking care of our kids. Yeah. This nigga's a damn near billionaire, and still. Not taking care of his kid. His, cause, uh, once you reach that level, once you in that light, like, I don't know, man. I guess the media and the public perception takes role in that. But at the same time, when, you can, when you're dealing with kids and, and fatherhood and parenting and a kid trying to be connected to his family, that shit takes precedence over all that shit. I don't give a fuck. What about the pressure on the man? Beyonce comes to him and, you know, Beyonce doesn't have any children. Allegedly, Jay doesn't. What if him having a kid on his side kind of turned her off from the pure family? Maybe she didn't want a blended family. So does Beyonce put that type of pressure on a man? I think that not I not just Beyonce. I think women do do that. But you got to look like Beyonce. That's what I mean. It's not not necessarily. I'm saying, Beyonce. but niggas, niggas might feel the. You know, it's about not looking. It's about how that man feels about that woman. So if he feels like if he she, feels Beyonce, yeah, I'm saying if she if he. If he feels the way about her that Jehovah does about Beyonce, then, you know, he might be inclined to listen to what she has to say. But that's why at the end of the day, you're supposed to be a man and do the right thing. Like, we that's ask- what being a man is. Like, yo, babe, listen, hey, hey, I hear you. And it's definitely an unfortunate scenario. But as a man, how, how would you be? How how long would you love me more if I did this one of our kids? You want to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to know how this hurts? And I'm like I say, I'm trying to feel B right now. 
We all just know, well, I mean, she just had the Lemonade album, and Jay just had 444, where they both, both aired out their dirty laundry. And they're going through marriage counseling as we speak. Can you imagine how much of a setback this would be? We're talking about a grown-ass man. Then it shouldn't be that much of a problem, because it's not like he a baby, and he's two, and he really needs you to be there. He's a grown man. He might need a couple of phone calls and a family cookout here and there. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he grown as fuck. He said he, he said he got two jobs. He got a business. He ain't going to be coming over every weekend staying out on the couch. So it shouldn't be that shit, hard. He, shit, he got shit going on. That is Just, different. Like, if you had a baby baby If you had a baby baby, that's I got to take care of this baby yeah. while the mom drops the baby Beyonce, off on weekends. Beyonce ain't got to do shit. And I got a goo-goo guy got his little baby. That's the issue. Yeah, so you're saying a, issue. So he's saying a grown man, 26. No, he's 24. He's 24 years old. He can have a relationship with just Hove. He they can go out somewhere and spend time together. But Hove has to prove to be that he knew nothing about this. If he knew, maybe they had that'd be the issue. Maybe, maybe, maybe he might have put her on to something during the time of them dating, or up until from them dating to this current point. Maybe he's. You know what I'm saying? Gave her wind of a possibility or a scenario or something like that. You know what I'm saying? To where, you, I don't I don't think this is coming from luck completely that field. I've heard a couple times over the years that Blue Ivy wasn't Hove's first kid. I've heard that a couple of times. This is what we've heard. But now when you got people actually going to court, it's like we, we've never talked about this because it's just hearsay. Oh, bro. Bill so Cosby's got a kid out there. Okay. Bro, Bill Cosby facing 30 for a crime he did 80 years ago. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> but I don't think we touched on it because it's just like, oh, Jay got a kid? Maybe. Whatever. Oh, Drake got it. I think because we heard about Drake's kid a while ago. Like, okay, he got a kid. Whatever. I need to see My something. man probably saw that. Like, you know what? Fuck that. It's time. Yeah. <laughs> People tell me I look like this nigga whole life. I hope the Carters are cool with this. I hope that um, Mr. Uh, Ramir. But when you're rich, what's really the problem? Still a family thing. I think it's more for women. That's why I'm trying to feel Beyonce. As a man, we just like, all right, come on, son. Like, let me let's let's catch up. As a woman, you might mess up that vision of the family that she had. Right now, their family is uh Blue, Remy, Sir, J and B. That's still the family. And women with their emotions would be like, yo, this is not what I pictured. Well, seldom thing things seldom are, but that doesn't change the reality of it, man. I don't. I, maybe it's just me because I know I'm right, a very I'm logical. You, my you. perspective is very logical, so at the same time, I get why that would distort a woman's image. But I mean, I, her image of what the family was. But at the same time, you can still have what you call family or hold there as a family, but that extra addition that, that can't be excluded, like. While we're on the topic of family, I ain't with it. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com that's reliabilityinvestment.com we can talk about some therapy friends therapy and friends go hand in hand I think I think we might get a little something something from family sometimes bad things you know we carry it on and we don't be knowing but like I said in the beginning of the episode I went to a therapist a few days ago and it was great so what I want to talk about, about what was great about it. I 
and like I said, this episode I had with uh, we had with Jaden a few uh, weeks ago, and we touched up on mental health, excuse me, awareness. And when I googled some mental health issues, it kind of like described me. That was the first time where I was really like wanting to go see a therapist. Other times, people was mentioning it to me. And I'm like, yeah, I, whatever. I know people who was going. I was just like, whatever. But when I realized that. Everything that I saw described me. I said, maybe I'm wrong and I need to go seek some help. Called around, couldn't find nobody. Finally got somebody through the uh, help of, um, not going to say the name, but do some help. Went there. I went there excited because all I wanted to do was just run my mouth. I think that what I, what I needed was that unbiased ear that wasn't going to judge me. And I just wanted to talk. Didn't know what I was going to say. I just wanted to talk. I didn't think a therapist could tell me anything. Nobody can tell me nothing. Like that Kanye West song is really me. You can't tell me nothing. Nobody can tell me nothing. If you want to talk to me, tell me something I don't know. And that's what the therapist did. Just go to the big No, I no 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 no. Meaning like if we have a conversation, you won't catch my attention unless we're talking about something that we're both engaged in, or unless you tell me something I don't know. That's me personally. But if you try to tell me something that I know already, I might cut you off. Like, I'm, I'm that type of person. Like, bro, I, I know. Like, you're wasting my time. So I go to the therapist, and I'm talking, I'm talking. I didn't start off where I wanted to. The therapist kind of led with what they wanted to talk about. I didn't want to start there. So it kind of threw me off because I had a whole game plan. I'm going to start from. What was the setting? Were you sitting up in, like, a computer chair? Or were you up, laid down? Sitting up. Like, I'm sitting up. I wanted to go there and talk about. All the way from when I was a little youngster Like yo I remember this and I got this Never got there because we started talking about other things Which is cool and I got to run in my mouth Run in my mouth And you know I learned some things about myself The most exciting part was When she was like I know what you're doing And then the therapist Broke it down and said boom 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 And I said yo you're right You're right I've been doing that and didn't know I've been doing it Mm-hmm. So it was that one thing. So we like, I had a whole hour session. 50, 50 minutes of that was me. Mm-hmm. But the little thing that was pointed out about me was the best part. I thought me just talking was going to be the best part. But it gives me something. You learn yourself. It, right. Because I can't, there's some things I can't pinpoint. Yeah. You get lazy when you be like, well, it's just my zodiac sign. That's just how Gemini people do. No, I never do that shit. That's just how cancer. I'm just saying. That's just how people. A lot of people blame their oh. personality on their zodiac sign, and I think that's a lazy way of doing. Yes, it. and we get caught up in that. Well, I'm I'm bitchy. I'm always mean. I'm always mad. I got a quick temper because I'm a Scorpio. Nah, that's stupid. It's not dumb. It's not dumb if you don't know that you need the help. I've lived that way, like. All these things, like not wanting to be around a crowd, not wanting to be around people. I just thought that that was a trait of a Gemini. Actually, that was a trait of, oh, he put mayonnaise on my sandwich. I'm mad now. It's because I'm a fucking Pisces. <laughs> I, de- <laughs> I never said. <laughs> I, I'm listening. <laughs> they be like, well, you know how Pisces do. Right, we, right. We crazy. You know how Pisces do. You know how Pisces you do. Don't, you, don't, you don't do exactly what they ask you to. Like, I don't I only do with that shit, but go ahead. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, like I, I was just saying, like, I 
I had a great time and I can't wait to go again. And I went on social media and told everybody that I did it. I got a lot of congratulations for it. And I want to keep the conversation going when it comes to therapy, because and just like we talked about um, in the session, I'm not going to go too deep in what we talked about. But one of the things is something that we hear all the time. What, what goes on in the house stays in the house. And that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying it's like we and that just meaning like, yo. You see some things that bother you. You got to figure out a way to get it out to somebody. Can't be just anybody. Right. But all of that, what stays in the house, what goes on in the house, stays in the house for something old that we had to do back in the day. Right. Or we would get. I think. I think the message is just not clear enough for yourself. No, I mean for a lot lot of people, because it's like what stays. You if you that lot because a lot of people tell that to their kids. What stays in what what goes on the house stays in the house, and a kid might take that to mean don't tell anybody. Right. That's exactly what we like. That's exactly what what we mean. Exactly. So, but I think it should be more so explained to whereas you only speak to people who you know who we can trust with this family information. You know what I'm saying? That's but you you can't keep shit contained and you can't just keep if the, I don't the person you might not want to talk to the person that's pissing you off about why they pissing you off because they might not hear you. You know what I'm saying? So you talk to somebody else about this shit who ain't got nothing to do with the scenario so they can just hear you. But you just got to make sure that person that you that's a, that's a uh, uh that's lending that air is a trustworthy person because there's nothing worse than somebody Backstabbing you and releasing things that you told that person in confidentiality. Like, that's just the worst. So, you got to be careful about who you release information to. And you've been to therapy, right? Absolutely. I went to therapy for like two months after my daughter passed. So, how long did it take for you to feel it? Was it like the first day, like me, or was you that you had to go a few times to say, you know what, this person gets me? Um, when I was speaking to the therapist, I felt. That was a very, very weird time in my life. I didn't know how to feel. I felt numb to a lot of shit. I didn't feel a lot. Like, other than, like, guilt and sadness and just, like, damn near depression. I didn't, I never felt depressed before, but during that time, I I guess that was the closest I've ever felt to it because I just wasn't, like, happy, like, a lot of shit. Isn't that weird? I mean, it cut you off. But, like, when people say, I'm depressed, and you might go through it, you're like, is this it? Right. Because I, I don't know if I'm depressed. I didn't, Am I didn't I? know. But um, I was pretty low emotionally, like, emotionally, spiritually. I just felt like I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I didn't know how to, uh, uh, you know, just go about a normal day and not feel like, what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. right now? Like, everything I did, I just felt like I didn't want to be here. I'd be at work. I'm like, man, I'm out. Fuck y'all. I'll be at home. I'm like, man, I'll fuck y'all. I'm just like riding around in the car, just listening to different music to fill my moods and shit like that. So, and you're not in a position to self-diagnose yourself. You don't. I'm not right. Right. right yeah. yeah. So I'm just. I'm. I'm thinking, and I'm like, um, I just need to talk to somebody. At the time, at the time, my mom was seeing the therapist. Well, our mom was seeing the therapist, so she recommended me hers. I went to my mom first, and I told her, I was like, I think I need to talk to somebody because I just felt really angry all the time, and I'm the kind of person whereas I my skin is really thick and I can hold a lot of shit in. But once I reach that point where I can't hold it in no more, I'm most likely going to do something that's not going to be good because I've I've always felt about myself that. I've always tried to keep the smiles and the laughs in the room because if everybody is mad, you know what I'm saying, me being mad isn't going to help the scenario. Because I know if I get mad, my attitude goes past what is going to help the situation. So I know that shit is going to be on level 10, like, no problem. If, 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 if it's really that type of scenario, and I've 
already held in so much. I'm about to let that shit blow. But I, um, and I was telling my mom that she was like, "Yeah, you um, you know, you need to talk to somebody before you hurt somebody or hurt yourself." So that's what I did. And I went and I talked to her, and it was a black lady. You ever therapist was a black person? Mm-hmm. It was a black lady, and she was, you know, she was she was cool. She she listened to me. She gave me some sound advice on a lot of things and scenarios and emotion I was feeling and how to go about, you know, not feeling so hard on myself. Or when I have those hard emotional days, how to get through that shit and not just give up on a day. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of started picking that up from there. And just little things that she was telling me, I would actually apply that shit to my life. And, you know, slowly but surely things started to swing around. You know, so it was a slowly but surely. So, like when the first time you went, it wasn't like nah, because I had to retain the information that she was giving me, and then not only retain it but actually use it. So once I started to actually use some of the stuff, or when I would, if I was complaining about something in my therapy session, and she told me a way to counteract that, like when I, after having that conversation with her, and then I find myself in that scenario, I actually heard her words for that scenario in my head, and it's like, you know what? All right, <laughs> all right, all right. I ain't going to trip. I ain't going to And that's crazy. I'm chill. I'm going to just let it be. Because so. what I learned about myself is I be mad about things because I don't let it out. Mm. I realized that once I speak on it, I'm no mad longer mad it. at it. So a lot of stuff that I hold in, I'll be like, yo, I'm still mad at that time you did. And then when I see it, I'm like, I'm not mad no more. Right. So I went there thinking that I'm going to just tell her everything I'm mad at. And you're going to be back sure. tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to just tell her because I, I, I know what I need. I just need people not to judge me. Because you could be mad at something that might not mean something to somebody else. Right. Exactly. But I'm really mad at that. So I need you to listen to me tell you that I'm mad and for you to accept that. Because one thing about me is I don't talk. I barely talk for a reason because I think my words hold a lot of weight. And if I tell you something, that means I mean it. If you're the type to like not receive what I'm saying, you, you might not get another conversation right. Facts. ever again from me, a real one. Facts. You will not get a real Surface conversation shit. from hey, me. Hey, how you doing today? Chilling. Chilling, because guess what? You right. don't deserve... All right, you're not going to get this combo. You don't deserve this beef stew that I cooked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I got this gumbo that I got for you, and you don't deserve it. You about to get this bologna and cheese sandwich. <laughs> And that's me saying, hey, how you doing? You good? Cold cut, you about to get this cold cut with the knockoff Pepsi. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> you know what I mean? His analogy is old. <laughs> you, get the, you, you, you get the knockoff Pepsi. What else? That? What kind of chips? Plain chips. <laughs> light salt. No napkins. <laughs> no napkins. Your chips barely got flavor because you get light salt. Oh, man. And you got a paper plate, not a truck. And you got a paper plate. Meanwhile, over here, I'm using good china. <laughs> That's for the people who actually and this, listen and to this me. This is for the people that listen to me. That's like a relationship, too. That's like any relationship. You actually treat people like that. People who actually take the time to listen to you and pay attention to you, you give a little more. Well, people, you. people, some people just talk. I don't, I don't know if that's for everybody. Some people just might talk regardless if you like it or not. They just want to let it out. I'm the type of person, the second you, I think you don't receive what I said, I won't tell you another thing. You will fail. You will fail. You will fail with me watching. Well, my thing is, if I, I'm, I've always, well, ever since I've learned how to speak for myself and become confident in what I had to say, like I've always felt the need to speak on how I felt. I had to learn how to address it and I just come at niggas like, hey, man. What the fuck's the matter with you? Like, not like that. Not like 
combative, but more expressive. Once I learned how to express it, I felt like cause I gotta say this shit, man, and I need people to understand the way in which I talk. Like I'm straightforward when I talk. I don't really dress shit up, and I want you to understand exactly how I feel. And that's not me necessarily disrespecting you. That's just the nature of my tone. But at the same time, I got to understand not everybody receives that shit. So when I talk to certain people, I make sure that I words things certain ways. Is that, so that fair to you, though? No, nah, but should you have to change who you are? Not, because not, I'm not changing who I am. I'm very adaptive. Okay. So if I'm talking to a person, I take into consideration the person that I'm talking to and how we vibe and conversate. The way that I'll talk to you about um, I'm saying a, a problem that I got with you. I'm still going to say it my way, but addressing to you that makes you feel comfortable. The same way I would with any of our other brothers, I would talk, I would say it the way that I feel comfortable. But, you know, some I would be a little edgy on some words, not some, some not so much. This is all depends on the, the severity of the conversation, how I actually feel about it. A lot of shit goes into it. So I actually take all that shit into consideration when I talk to people. I think that when it comes to an apology or anything, you still got to be you. So if your apology is, listen. Fucked up But then that other person Has to See Either way You gotta adapt Because if you're the type of person That's short on words And your apology Might be a little rough On the edges That person receiving The apology Then has to Adapt to the way You receiving it Because what if that person Don't receive your That's apology That way That's a fact So that actually is contradictory To what you were just saying About I just took it back I just took <laughs> it back Alright I said yeah Like I was like You gotta I mean, yeah, because people be who you shit are. Too, yeah. But if that person is not going to receive your apology because you're not giving it to but the I way think, you're giving it, to but them. I think there are steps to acknowledging something. Now you can receive it your way, but you know you just can't walk off on a nigga and be like, "That's how I." Okay, that's how I. That's if you're the aggressor, okay. Let's say me and you had a problem, right? And you wanted to apologize to me because you were wrong. You are you then saying, "Well, since I'm going to him, let me give it to him the way he wants it." Pause. No. I'm a but, you're, but you're, but you're, but you want me, but you want my uh, uh, acceptance. Well, yo, well, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm gonna go to you in a way that you know that I'm sincere about what I'm saying. Okay, and I'm actually, I ain't gonna go OD with it, but I'm gonna right. give you something. I'm not, let you know. I'm that, gonna let you know that I'm. I, you know what I'm saying I, I recognize what I did was wrong, and you know what I'm saying I'm apologizing for it. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a come to you. It's going to be sincere, but it's also still going to be. Me, you also can't expect me to be outside of who I am naturally. But at the same time, the words that I use, the way I deliver it is what I'm what I'm saying to you. You know what I'm saying? How I say it, the emphasis I use on particular words will let you know exactly where I'm coming from through my tone and my body language when I'm I'm saying express myself to you. The way I would hope for it to be received is just grown man style. You know what I'm saying? Just like yo, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate you coming to I appreciate you coming to apologize. Uh I don't I still feel some kind of way Thanks for coming to tell me But I still need a minute To process this shit Cause I still feel some kind of way Cool No problem That's straight I, After that I can't do shit I can't do shit I ain't gonna apologize Next time I fucking see you Well yeah Cause you can wipe your hands with it Once you I'm clean now Once you apologize to somebody Regardless if they accept it or not right. I'm good I can accept however you gonna go After that Because I've done my part Into and, trying to clean And clean that's it where up. therapy helps me Because I used to think that if I apologized to somebody and they didn't accept it, I looked like a fool. Nah. And you got to change that narrative in your head and be like, yo, put it out there. And if you are, if you explain to them that, hey, listen, I'm grown, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown man now. Like, you know, that's not me. I'm not that person anymore. And you apologize with sincerity. 
Is that is that the word? I think I think you use that. Word. All right. So when you apologize for that word, <laughs> if the people don't accept it, that it's ain't got on nothing them. to do with it. Yeah, but I still, but for some reason in my mind, I still felt like I was the one who lost that. Even because you feel like I mean it was a stigma on that like you feel like a sucker if you apologize yeah. to somebody you don't accept your shit took a lot of took a like, lot I of apologize to you and you ain't accept my shit and I, I should punch the fuck yeah you know what I'm saying but now now it's back on yeah like now I, now I will fuck you then yeah <laughs> well, ride fuck you die. Then, nigga. I ain't never gonna apologize oh stinking ass again <laughs> yo bitch <laughs> you more start going off but grown man style you just you you gotta wipe after you say your piece. You dust your hands off and it's done. However, the person is going to, if they accept it, and nine times out of ten, depending on your relationship with that person, that should dictate how it's going to go. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't, if it ain't that strong of a relationship, but you know you was wrong, however they approach it afterwards, it really don't matter. Like you either here or you not. Like, but I know me as a person just. Knowing that I took the steps and knowing that because I don't do well with awkward energy or awkward space. So if it's a problem with me and you and we sitting here, I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not a problem. Yeah, what's up, man? What's going on? You know how many friends I've lost because I just haven't spoke to them just because I don't know how they would embrace me. Like I've missed out on so many childhood friends that I'll see and I know you know me. It's just like, well, I'm not going to say nothing to them. Why would they want to talk to me? And I just keep on moving. And it's just like, yo, so many relationships that I have ruined just because I'm just that paper thin. Like, maybe I'm not. Because then you build in your head, I'm just a loner. No, you're not. You just don't want to go out there and put, your put yourself at, on the line yeah, at risk, for so rejection. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I was saying to you earlier about, you know what I'm saying? We got something cooking. We had a little meat earlier. But I was talking about my rejection. It's just like this. So I can look you dead in the eye and know that I went to school with you, was in the same class, and act like, like, I don't know that person. It's just that. It's just something weird. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many. I might just start talking to people. Like, hey, yo, remember me? Like, just be, <laughs> be all cheerly and golly. Are you hey, wanna, hey, guy. Are you one of those people that speaks to random passerbyers? See, yeah, I'll talk to random people because I don't feel the backlash from them. Okay. You understand? But to actually reconnect with people that I thought that, I don't know, it's weird. I don't have a problem with that. I've always been pretty social my most of my life. I just, I've been a social butterfly since a kid, so I don't, I've never had a problem sparking up a conversation. I think I was in fucking, um... The bookstore the other day And I just sparked up A conversation about Something completely unrelated That I was buying With the cashier just Right but some A random, random person Like yeah, I but do even, even if it's somebody If it's somebody That I know I know I'll speak I've never been hit With the, the who, who are you again Hello I got Oh that. nigga you funny I got a you thing funny, I don't know I, I just got a thing About speaking first man And I'm, I'm going to Challenge myself there I'm going to see people If I see you if I'm out and about and I know who you are, I'm going to extend my hand, man. Sometimes I speak first to be an asshole. Sometimes you got to do things to see how you feel about it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't always about the other person. Sometimes you got to do things to see how comfortable you are with that scenario. I don't like for the awkward situation to be brought to me. I'd rather bring the awkward situation. Because the awkward situation being brought to you can catch you off guard. Now you don't know what to do. Oh, nigga, you trying to be fu- like what the fuck? Like you on? And then guard you might catch somebody off guard. They be like, hey, they don't really they like they got no choice but to react because you caught them off guard. Hey, what's up? Oh, oh, hey, right. what's going on? Like, like y'all, you get you remember me? It might be <laughs> fake, but it, but but you but you yeah, catch them off guard. You remember me, girl? Ninth grade locker room. <laughs> no Morgan Freeman. <laughs> 
but nah, you um, I'm, I've always just been comfortable with that. So therapy, it was it was good for me. Therapy was good for me talking through that stuff. And since then, I don't know, man. I've just I feel more comfortable with going through the things that I've gone through and still being able to, the, well, kind of the things that I went through play a part in the way that I naturally speak. So. It's just my attitude is my bravado. That's just how I carry myself. So, bitch, uh, get with it and get lost. But therapy taught me a little bit about molding, you know, the rougher edges to some of my approaches to things. So you're molding your edges, and I need to be more like a rubber band. Yeah, how about that's that? They, that's what they told me. So you're molding your edges, and I need to be more like a rubber band. Yeah, I need my I need my edges molded. So, fresher fiasco. Tell my girl to braid my hair. Come on and braid my hair. That's not back in the Who's that? Feeling good. We can't be singing R. Kelly. That's Mario. <laughs> good, good, good. Good. Cool, 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 cool. All right, good. All right. Fresher fiasco, man. Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead. If you oh, my goodness. If you don't know who that is, then what's his name again? Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes, the main star that's been the stars for nine straight seasons, is leaving. I don't know if they're going to... Of course, I they're going to kill him off. It. But I think it's his decision to leave. Um, I think he's had enough, got something else to do. I don't know. But Rick Grimes. And, but The Walking Dead is going to continue. Fresher for you, go to Walking Dead without Rick Grimes. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe this voodoo. Um, nah, realistically speaking, as a Walking Dead fan since day one, it's always better for me with music, TV shows, movies, any of that stuff. When you come across that specific entertainment and nobody said, hey, you need to check this out. This is hot. It's always better when you come across it organically and discover it for yourself because it makes it that much better. That's what Walking Dead was for me. I was unemployed at the goddamn time, home <laughs> doing a lot of goddamn things, just scrolling through TV. And I see this white man riding on a horse in downtown Atlanta. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I just started watching it. Like, what the fuck is this? And I started watching. I'm like, oh shit, this some dead shit. And that's how I kind of got into Walking Dead. And Rick has been the guy the entire time this show has been on. And if you watch The Walking Dead, you will also agree with me that it's not too many more fights this motherfucker can win, man. <laughs> How long is he always going to come out on top? He barely survived the initial wave of walkers. He barely survived against Shane. He barely survived against the governor. And he barely survived against Negan. How much more? He's lost everybody. His wife, his son, mm. countless friends. His daughter ain't really his daughter. His, oh, God. Jesus Christ. You, can you imagine the kind of demons this man got swirling around in his head? What am I living for? What the fuck is... How long? How much longer can Rick Grimes actually continue this pace and lead these people to the promised land? It's got to end at some point. And that's what I've always wondered about The Walking Dead. Like, how would this end? Still waiting for him to explain how the fuck this shit started. But... <laughs> That's a completely different story. So, I mean, I think I think it's kind of fresh that, you know, it's season nine this is going on. It's going on 10, yeah. It's going on 10. So, like, he's been doing this for nine, ten years. It's, it's absolutely perfectly okay. That's the same. That's the equivalent to Chris Evans stepping out as Captain America. Like, all right, bitch, I gave your motherfuckers like eight years of my life doing this. Let me do something else. That's I think, another bag to get. I think it's a fiasco. Oh. Wow. Because just like you said, nine years... And eventually, we'll figure out what happened in The Cure without Rick Grimes. Like, he did all of this to not not f find out, figure out 
what happens. Like, we're still going to be Rick Grimes, but just not Andrew Lincoln? No, no, no. I think they're, I think they're killing him off. Oh. Uh, I thought that was replacing his That would be dumb. That would be dumb if they just switched out people. Now, you got to kill, kill him off. Yeah, you got to kill him. So, let's say they kill him off. You think they could get a better Rick Grimes? I think Rick Grimes is Rick Grimes. What if they get a guy that just exactly like him? It's never worked. We still make fun of life. Carl! Nah. <laughs> First Carl. off, Carl is dead, too. Carl is dead. So there's nobody Julie. to call Carl. <laughs> Julie! <laughs> Either way, it don't work. Another Rick Grimes or they kill him off. It's like that guy, Andrew yeah. Lincoln. It's like the show ends at that point. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Without him, the main character finding out why this happened. Why this all happened. Yeah. All of them is going to go through this. So I'm going to say it's a fiasco just for that. Now, should he leave and do his thing? Yeah. Nine seasons going on. Tennis a long time to be doing one thing. I haven't really seen him in any other movie or show. But Facts. maybe what I'm saying is they could have figured this out but a few could, seasons ago. He could be acting overseas as well. He is like he is London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm still I'm saying they could have figured this out a few seasons ago. And this man could have been on his merry way. They're dragging it out too much, man. So I'm going to go fiasco because he, he's not going to get a chance to see the end. Fresher fiasco. Drake's explanation explanation of the blackface. Did you see what his explanation was? I can't remember it, but I he was basically it. saying there was something about the black actors not getting their fair due. So he was just, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think blah, that blah. I, I, I can get behind that explanation. Um, it looks bad. It always looks bad when you have to explain something. <laughs> when you have to explain something that somebody put out about you, like, ah, look at this nigga. The people are already laughing. So when you put out an explanation in the midst of people laughing at you, it makes you just look guilty as fuck. Instead of you just like laughing along. You know what I'm saying? But he did need to say something in regards to it. I think the picture is a slightly overrated, to be completely honest with you. Had this been like 2016, Drake? And he did the blackface in the middle of his career. It's like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck you doing? But this is young Drake before anybody knew who the fuck he was. He was an actor. He had shit going on, different shit going on. And he was trying to portray an image. So I get it. I get why he would get clowned for that as well. But I get why he might find himself in that position at that time. I'm going to go fiasco. Drake is black and white mixed, right, I believe. And I think that at a certain end, when you're a mixed race, you get to choose which race you fuck with more? You fuck with more. He, if Drake the actor would have took off, we would have never seen this this Drake. I don't think so. Acting didn't work. Maybe something else didn't work. Rapping did. Grows the beard. He gets style. It just all changes. If you actually watch Drake, he looked at like a so like like a nerd when he first came in the game. He Everybody was a did. No, but yeah, but <laughs> but Drake being funny looking like that, like Drake right, didn't really put his look together him. until he got the beard. When Drake was spiritless, he looked strange. He had this, he had he this like weak big, voice, he like a, the bottom of a big toe. Yeah, Drake looked weird, and you know, what I'm so it's just like I don't know where his mind was at for the blackface and for his music to not represent black people. Really, like it's like I don't see you caring about those issues in your music. It don't really. You was passionate about that for acting, but you're not passionate about that for nothing else. But passionate about that? I wouldn't say he was passionate about it. Why did he do it? He put on blackface I mean, to show the discrimination of black actors, uh, uh, black actors. So what about the other things going on? Why, if, if that's who you are, why aren't you doing this in other 
Because like you said, his his life changed. So he's he's not a he's a pop star. So his audience isn't just the urban. But he didn't come out of pop star. No, he didn't. But that's what he is. Neither did Nicki Minaj. She is now. Right, and she's never been one to champion black people. What I'm saying is because he is mixed. I think he had the opportunity to play both sides of the field, and when one didn't work, but I've never heard him outrightly claimed like anyone other than black people. You, know what I'm you ain't I never, never seen. I never heard him say. Yeah, shout out to all my white boys. Right. You ain't seen the blackface till now either. We don't, we don't, what I'm saying is I'm guessing. We don't know what he was doing in his acting days. Look at all, look at his high school picture. Like, look, just go back and look at it. He was not hip hop. No, he wasn't. That's okay. Well, that's at, least, at least he ain't look like it, but I he didn't mean, look listen. like it. Bro, I'm not saying that he didn't listen, but what I'm saying to you is if you look the part, he could have got away with being white. And if you think about it, if you had a choice, which one would you take? Man, we all look like shit as kids, so but I'm, just, I'm not really. Looking you didn't at that. look white; you were still black, and you had to be a black man. I was a black. Boy. I was dressed nerdy. Drake, I wore khakis and laced up sneakers nerd. all the way to the top. You black nerd. I'm just saying, like. So, so when did you figure out? So what I'm Drake, pretty sure if he would have, well, he was. When did you figure out what Drake Grace was? When did you figure out he was black and white? Like five minutes ago, when you said it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You didn't know. You are a black kid, regardless. Nobody knew what Drake was. So what does that mean again? That means is he. I think he had the opportunity to play any card that he wanted. The hip hop thing just happened to work. It's he was shit. an actor first. He if was I, trash. If I could be passed off as white, you damn right. I use that shit. That's to my what man. I'm saying. So if you, so if you passing off as white <laughs> well, and you black face, goddamn ginger, <laughs> go and pour me a glass of that good whiskey there. And then you playing blackface. I gotta say, you know what I mean. And then you not really standing up for those same rights that you were so passionate about. I gotta call you. I, I gotta say it's a fiasco. But me. I've never seen him do it, so I can't say like, why aren't you still doing this? Like, if that was. That was, he was at a different time in his life where who said he was even passionate about it? He probably just wanted to put on he a, said, a he said He said that. About, That's the memo he wrote. He said that he was uh, expressing his frustration. Something, I can't quote him, but it was something about the black actors not getting a cut. And he wanted to show how black people was being portrayed. So he, so now he got to speak on every black issue for the rest of his life? Because Bruh, he wanted to portray that? If you are that? somebody who care about black issues, you're going to speak on it. It's a natural thing. Yeah, Don't but, act like you like, so... Don't, don't champion this movement and then all of a sudden, nah, that ain't me. I don't. I don't have to speak on everything that happens if I want to speak on one particular no, thing. I could have read something true. about. I could have read something about that. I could read something about a black person being abused in a particular situation, and it affects me. And I want to go hard for this situation. I'm talking about it, and then the next situation happens. I don't say nothing. Well, that situation didn't quite strike me the way this one did to make me, or it might, there might have been a relatability factor with that prior situation to make me want to act on that, and not so much with this one. But that doesn't mean I don't care about this. I just wasn't moved to speak on it the way that I was with this particular situation. I'm gonna go with fiasco. Fresher fiasco. Fifty cent. Was in Miami partying with Rick Ross, baby mom, the same woman that sued him for seven million dollars, the same woman that has him crying bankrupt, the same woman that he uh, put sex tape out. Either he filmed the sex tape or he got it and put it out. Either or, but he's out partying with the women that allegedly broke him. Um, these few years, Fifty Cent has been crying broke because of this woman, and he's out partying. Fresher fiasco. Never believed Fifty Cent was broke. Of course not, but she was, she going, was after that paper, though. I'm going to say fresh because 50 ain't the kind of nigga to just do shit just to be doing shit. It's probably a plan was emotion. Maybe they was playing Ross the whole time for all we know. Who the fuck knows? I don't know how she... I don't know how. I'm just saying. I, 
niggas know shit that I don't possibly, I don't know. I don't know how you, you know, win when you have to pay somebody $7 million. But just, I don't believe 50 is the kind of niggas just to do that shit. Maybe he did it to piss Rick Ross off. Maybe he was just in the club chilling and saw her and took the picture. Maybe he was fucking her the whole time. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which way to go with this one. I was watching a little interview with uh, 50 Cent and Oprah, and she he talked to her about when he got shot nine times, and she asked him how did it make him feel. And he said he was a little scared, a little paranoid. And he said after that, he just stopped caring. 50 Cent does not... He's just a loose cannon. don't process emotion the way uh, yeah, do. The way we look at it, Nothing seen, nothing can phase When him. your mom gets murdered at eight years old, I would think that would take the feeling out of a lot of people's lives. 50 Cent has made hundreds of millions, lost money, got it back. And he's always looked the same. Like, you mm-hmm. never saw, like, what does 50 Cent look like without the money? We don't know because he's always looked like 50 Cent with the money. Mm-hmm. And I'm not here to knock him when he was like, oh, I'm broke, only got this amount of money in my account. Things happened. The recession happened. Money wasn't flowing. Man, he's a, 50 Cent, I'm more proud of the way he made his money than I am with Jay and Diddy because 50 Cent wasn't supposed to have hundreds of millions of dollars. Nah, he wasn't. He, he's no he was a fucking gangster. He was, yeah, he was a, was a gangster that made gangster. hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And I'm not saying Puffy wasn't a gangster. But not like 50. But Cor- Puffy, might Puffy was a corporate, corporate gangster. Yeah, Puffy was a corporate 50 gangster. 50 was a street gangster. 50 was a street gangster who made hundreds, hundreds of, of millions of dollars. Hands over fists. So him partying with Rick Ross BM, the one that sued him for $7 million, he might not even be processing this the way we are. So I'm going to just go fresh because I really don't think it means anything to him. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't done, yeah. I don't know what she... I think she got something, though. What you mean? Oh, she didn't get $7 million. She got something. I don't know what she got. I thought it was $7 million. She sued him for $7 million. Now, I don't know if she got seven or she got some, but she got something. Because yeah, I remember Rick paid. Ross was like, we about to spend Curtis' money. Um, so, he got, so she got something. So for him to party with her... Because maybe he made his money back. It's like, listen, man, ain't nothing, Mm -hmm. man. Like, you know. Maybe he made his money back off the sex tape. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. No, no. That's it for the fresh fiasco. You got still uh, a 50 fan, man. That's my boy. Yeah. Get the strap. 50 can't do no wrong for me, man. So waiting on power to come back. Uh, One more fresh fiasco. Fresh fiasco. Fucking, this guy just don't go away, man. Speaking of 50 Oh, 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 I already know. I already know. Jeffrey Atkins. Atkins. Oh, my God. Jeffrey Atkins, a.k.a. Ja Rule, was on Twitter, again, inserting himself in a scenario that has nothing to do with him. If you don't remember the first time when Kanye was going on the crazy rants, he said some shit to try to make it seem like he said uh, he tweeted he was the most influential rapper of all time. <laughs> all, right. all right, Ja. So Woo. this time, Fresh Fiasco, during the after, after Pusha T dropped his Drake disc on the Hot 97 with Funk Flex, Jeffrey Atkins had the nerve to tweet, Drake, Pusha, I'm going to let y'all finish, but Loose Change, a record that he made, this and 50 Cent, is the greatest diss record of all time. Fresh or fiasco? Fiasco. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't think nobody even thinks about Loose Change. I don't know what the I fuck think, it is. I think I heard it and don't know what it is, though. I don't know what if it is. If you played it, I wouldn't know that that's Loose Change. Right. But I might have heard it before because that's the song that Eminem went crazy on because he mentioned Haley about doing something to Haley when she was young or something. Uh, or, or she was going to grow up to be a, 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 a crackhead like her mom or something. And that's what sent Eminem to the moon and really wanted to fight Ja, allegedly. Yeah. So I heard about this record. I probably heard this record. But nah, no. Loose Change is on nobody's list as 
the dopest disc records of all times? I don't think so. No. Fiasco, man. Extreme fiasco. It's a fiasco for more than one reason, man. And it's a fiasco because that record is nowhere near better than any this record I've actually heard, and that was good. Whatever Loose Chain sounds like is nowhere near on the song I'll listen to. I'm like, damn, like that's crazy. Nobody listens to Loose Chain. I've so. never, I've never made that reaction to any type of travel song. <laughs> <laughs> Not one. Um, second, second reason is the fiasco is the fact that shut up, like shut up. You think these kids give a fuck about your Loose Chain record? What year was that? Two thousand three. Bro, uh, six, seven, eight, one of them. Because I think Fifty came out in 05. 50 came out in three. A word? Get Richard Die Trying came out in two thousand three. No, it might have been two thousand four. Two thousand three is not the four. Yeah, I was in eleventh grade. It was two thousand three. I remember. I remember like it was motherfucking yesterday. Um. So yeah, you 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 just, and and three. Stop trying to insert your shit into shit when the culture is already consumed with that particular scenario. You ain't got nothing to do with Drake or Pusha T. Why the fuck? Drake push, I'm going to let you finish. And then he makes the Kanye line in it. To, like, you do it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Super fiasco, man. This shit is OD for this guy. Oh, my God. Um. Okay, so to top it off, here we go. What the fuck is you doing? fuck is you doing is a little bit of a double whammy and it's currently got the world talking buzzing everything game one of the nba finals fourth straight year go to state warriors versus the cleveland um excuse me versus the lebron cavaliers <laughs> for the cleveland lebrons <laughs> uh it was a very good game up until the very end. LeBron put it all on the line. LeBron was smoking, going up against these juggernaut, this juggernaut offense in the Golden State Warriors. Shout out to Kevin Love, too, because you showed up. Shout out to Kevin Love. He showed up. Last few seconds of the game, George Hill gets fouled. 4.7 seconds left. Two free throws. Down by one. 106 to 107. First shot. All net. Game's tied. 107 with 4.7 seconds. Seven seconds left on the clock. And a timeout remaining for the Cleveland Cavaliers. George Hill shoots the second free throw. It's short. Offensive rebound by J.R. Smith. Right at the second hash mark in the paint. Instead of going for a quick layup or a pump fake, Right at the basket to try to win the game. J.R. Smith runs to half court thinking they were ahead, not knowing that they were the game was tied and that if he would have made the quick shot when he first caught the rebound, it would have given them a good shot to win the game. At least get him fouled to make the additional free throw. J.R. Smith ran to half court 
LeBron, the whole fucking arena and Ben screaming at him. Like, yo, shoot the ball. Where you going? Where you going? Shoot the ball. And when he realized what was going on, he kicked a quick pass to George Hill. But at the time, it was too fucking late. Now we're going into overtime. Henny Jr. strikes like a motherfucker. <laughs> what the fck were you thinking, bro? They actually have you on camera as mouthing to LeBron as he's giving you that fatherly look like he wants to take off his fucking belt on you. As he gave you that stare down, like, I can't believe this motherfucker. You mouthed to LeBron, I thought we were ahead. How the fuck did you think that? How? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't in the game and I knew the fucking score. Right. I knew you wasn't ahead. I knew you were tied, bro. Now, it's not like it was a fast break play. You, was, not- you on a foul line. Play is stopped. You got time to look. You got time to look. It's, it's strategies being discussed. It's assignments being pointed out to on the free throw line. Yo, you get here. Make sure you box him out. Like, everything is happening. You got the big-ass teleprompter above the court for all the world to see. All the information was in front of you. And just not only that, for yourself in the finals, going up against this team, you should be aware of the situation of the game. It's the end of the game. If it was the third quarter, all right, cool. If it was the second quarter, I get it. How do you lose focus like that in the fourth quarter? In the finals? In the finals? JR, that's just highly unacceptable, dog. Like, that was the most brainless thing I've probably seen on a basketball court. In the finals. If you would have saw your face when you looked around, when you realized that y'all wasn't up, <laughs> I know you. I know you looked at ESPN today. You know how dumb you look when you realized that you just fucked up. <laughs> it was at this. Moment. It was at this moment. Jr. knew he fucked up, <laughs> and I felt so bad for LeBron because it was like, yo, what the fuck? I was like, what? You, what else you want me to do, Jr.? Like for real? And then give y'all fifty one. I, I gave you fifty one, bro. I, I, we were there. Great position. When it, what the fuck else you want me to do? You want me to cut out my arm and bleed right here, right now? Because that's all the fuck I got left, man. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I want to win. I want to beat these niggas. Don't do this stupid shit. That's terrible decision making. Fuck is you doing, man? What the fuck is you doing? What the fuck is you doing? Also, part two of the fuck is you doing? Tyrone Lou, when you see Jr. grab the ball and he's running away from the basket, why don't you call timeout? Yeah, that's a fact. Why the fuck you ain't call timeout? Oh, what the fuck? Hey, 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 rap! You supposed to be on that now. I understand four point seven seconds is not enough time, but you motherfuckers have played basketball all year long. You ain't got one guy assigned to the timeouts. You don't have one guy assigned to keep pay attention to the clock. Now, I understand the initial shock of the situation. The initial shock of this motherfucker running away from the court could set you back for a second. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Hey, nigga, what the fuck you doing? And then you go to try to call a timeout, but you got to, oh, no. You got to be quicker than that. (laughs) (laughs) You got to be the fuck quicker than that, man. So for Tyrone Lou, for you not being able to recognize the moment the ship was going to sink and not calling a timeout, I got to ask myself, man, what the fuck is you doing?
I gave you that Tyrone Lu thing, but I just think that everybody was so shocked at what J- uh, Jr. was doing. I think, I think nobody knew because if you look at it, LeBron, could have called it too, but he was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait right, all right, right, time out." Exactly. But he was like, yeah, what yeah. The shit, is he doing? What the fuck? I think he really. The whole arena probably had the same reaction at the same time. What the fuck? Fuck is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I think. Like, yeah. What the fuck is he? I even think, the, yeah. even the Warriors bench. Like, the what the fuck, fuck is he doing? <laughs> fuck is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man, this was episode 88, man. Episode 88, man. Your boys, uh, Podcast Brothers, episode 88, live show next weekend. Get your tickets. Visit thebrotherspod.com. Follow the link right there on the homepage to take you to the event right link to purchase your tickets. I'm your boy, Fresco. You can follow me on Twitter at FrescoBINFamous and on Instagram at FrescoFame. And I'm your guy, Flaw700. And I'm Flaw700 on anything. Flat. Peace out. Deuce. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.